You're listening to Soundcast, a podcast that gives voice to experts on everything connected to the subject of sound. The podcast is produced by the Sound Advertising Bureau, Swedish industry organization for sound-based communication, representing Acast, Power Media, Nent Radio, and Spotify. My name is Anders Andreen, and I'm the CEO of Urbanista. I'm here with uh, my friend and colleague. My name is Thomas Lonka. I'm the brand and marketing director for Urbanista. We've been asked to uh, speak a little bit about uh, audio in general and uh, probably more specifically the headphone and speaker industry. First of all, for those who aren't fully familiar uh, with Urbanista, we are a lifestyle audio brand who make uh, headphones and speakers for modern, active, curious people around the world. We were founded in 2010, so we're now celebrating the 10 years anniversary. Through the first 10 years, we've been uh, trying to make uh, really relevant and attractive products uh, that help people in their daily lives. We've had a fast expansion every year, year by year. And by now we're distributing in retail and e-com around the world, basically around 100 markets. And by now we're not trying to get more markets, but rather developing our community, our relations with the consumers and simply make better products for more people. Like Anders said, uh, we call ourselves a lifestyle audio brand. And what that means to us is that we make consumer tech products, but we in the market we behave more maybe as, as a lifestyle brand or a f- look more like a fashion brand what's important to us is the is the design of our products uh, we say that we like to or try to create products that inspire people whether it's through the design itself or or the color colors of the product for example in our marketing we also try to inspire by creating campaigns and and branding that really shows examples of of uh, inspiration to our consumers. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is that we speak more about uh, how the brand uh, expresses itself, how the products look, how we uh, act to the community and uh, how we try to uh, make products for the everyday life. So we speak a little bit less about uh, the technology specifications, the battery, the audio details, etc. That's just the baseline where we think everybody in the industry should be at. Uh, and we always try to get that done, but uh, what we speak about in our communication is all about uh, the soft values. Sometimes when we, we, we sort of realize that we are such a small fish in a, in a big pond and uh, the audio industry as such is uh, a 25 billion US dollar industry and we are 30 people in uh, central Stockholm trying to take our space there. And as mentioned, we, we so far so good. We've been uh, expanding very fast and we're, we're taking a good position. And more importantly, we are uh, always in most parts of the world fighting and taking a market share with the biggest brands uh, and the biggest companies of the world. One very different way is that we do, do everything personal. We try to get uh, all our partners uh, to know not only the, uh, the, the sales guy, but uh, the, whole, the whole company and the whole brand. And, uh, and the same with the community. So we try to be more personal than any big corporation. And that makes us, I think, uh, more interesting, hopefully, and uh, definitely more uh, fast and agile uh, in the way we work. And that's also the fun part in all of this is being uh, today that you can have a company that's uh, small, some tens of people challenging some of these bigger players in the market. 
by just listening to what our consumers and customers might might want, but also by being super fast and and moving really quickly in the market, that it's it's actually possible to be able to compete in a growing market. Absolutely, and and the, the small fraction of uh, the industry that we own, we are still extremely happy with, about that, and the the fast growth that we're still uh, hoping to have in many years uh, ahead is uh, is just going to be more uh, exciting and more uh, more uh, energizing for us. So going back to the uh, the audio industry and leaving uh, Urbanista as such uh, behind a little bit. If we first look at the industry development and the history so far, if we go 15-20 years back, then the industry was very much looking at specifications, uh, technology development, and uh, everybody were more tech-driven than anything else. Then uh, about 15 years ago, uh, a few different brands entered the market, Beats being one of the biggest or, or definitely one of the biggest right now. Uh, and they entered the scene in 2008 and they did not primarily push the, the, their excellent sound. They, they primarily pushed their culture, their connection with the audio scene, the musicians, the sport athletes, etc. And Beats is a great example of uh, what I would say a lifestyle audio brand. is a company founded by two entrepreneurs coming from the entertainment industry and really they integrated artists and entertainment uh, performers into the marketing of the company very early on. A great example of, of uh, marketing that gets uh, told quite often or highlighted quite often is the 2012 London Olympics where Beats was seeding uh, large amounts of their headphones to athletes who were wearing them uh, before the games. It's sort of this idea that the, what happens, the game that happens before the game. And that gave them a lot of visibility across the world, for example, through that activation. I think is a great example. I think you need to have a culturally relevant brand for athletes and artists to adopt you in that way. And I, I think Beats is a great example of a lifestyle audio brand. Yeah, I guess that's some of the early steps of influencer marketing done in an extraordinary way. Uh, most of the athletes just received the, the, pro, uh, the headphones just before the, the games and, and used them because they, uh, they wanted themselves rather than being paid. So uh, I think that's uh, influencer marketing uh, at its best. And that's what makes these headphone and audio products so great as marketing real estate is that they are actually products that are seen on people a lot, that they are so highly visible. I think everybody remembers those moments when they would first start seeing the little uh, white Apple earbuds on people's ears in the subway or on the street. And that was basically, it's like a flag that says that I'm carrying an iPhone or an iPod in my pocket. Beats is the typically overstated. Uh, big colors, big headphones, big uh, B, and Apple being the understated, uh, just discreetly white, uh, although white sticks out quite a lot in the, in, in the fashion industry. What happened through the development was that wireless became the more used uh, platform. So just the user experience of having wireless instead of being corded, it was simpler than several of the phone manufacturers uh, removed the audio jack. So wireless became uh, the, 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 the platform. And 
Today, what we've seen the last couple of years is the development and the growth of true wireless, meaning the earbuds are uh, on each side of the head, but without uh, any cord in between. And that's what you see with the Apple AirPods and many others. So that opened up to some completely new ways of uh, using your headphones. You're, you're having them in your ears uh, pretty much all the time. And it's very much a matter of convenience. It's the, I've noticed myself, I keep walking around throughout the day without even noticing that I'm wearing my earpods on my ears. And that type of convenience is what people really expect nowadays from, the, from this type of technology. Technology is going so fast. I remember when uh, True Wireless first came, that was uh, the Swedish brand called Erin, who launched, uh, I believe, uh, the first uh, ever uh, True Wireless product. Uh, and they were inspired by a movie called Her. Um, but but uh, very soon after they launched, uh, I went to China, uh, the Hong Kong Electronics Fair, where, where manufacturers uh, exhibit uh, all their latest techniques. And in each and every booth, you could see uh, true wireless being shown. Most of them, 95% of them didn't work uh, at all, uh, but a few of them did. And uh, the, the indication that, hey, this will be the way <laughs> going forward was just uh, written all over the, the exhibition. So uh, th there's nothing, no one as fast uh, in uh, technology development as, as the Chinese. And very soon after, all the true wireless started to work very well. And that was an indication that this is, uh, this is a big shift in the market. Not only technology-wise, obviously the shift has happened, but also these devices are becoming more than just tech accessories. They're also fashion accessories to some degree. And I think that's where we at Urbanista also see our great opportunity that we are offering a lot of different types of color, types of design that, that uh, people are sort of gravitating towards to just to show off their personality or individual style as well. The industry of uh, audio is, uh, like many tech uh, categories, growing exponentially. So now we'll look uh, a little bit ahead and see where the industry is going. I believe that uh, the audio headphones will be as important for you as, uh, as the smartphone is today. And if you look at it today, you would, for example, if you were going somewhere and uh, you were asked to leave either your phone or your computer behind, you would definitely leave your computer. You would never lose your, your phone. And that says a lot about where we've come so far. And about 20 years ago, there were companies in the market, uh, in the phone business, that would say that uh, the phones will become like computers, which sounded maybe to some people a little bit too incredible to believe, but I think we're fully, uh, we've gotten there today. And I think that's exactly what's happening also with this audio devices right now, that they're becoming smarter and smarter uh, by the added sensors that are being added into these products. So the headphones that you look at today might be, to a lot of people, might be music listening devices, but I think they're going to become something more of a computer as we go forward in the next few years. One reason to that idea is that uh, headphones is actually on your body, whereas the, the phones are in your pocket or in your hand. Um, and uh, with that, you have sensors, and sensors allow you to, or allows the, the devices to, uh, to understand you better and uh, understand your behaviors far better. And that will shift the way uh, they can operate and the services they can offer. It's actually surprising how much information these sensors can read just from the ear. You can actually even, even track your eye movements uh, through the 
through the ears. And uh, obviously a lot of these types of sensors, like let's say a microphones are very common now in in-ear headphones, which allow active noise cancelling. Basically, the microphones are listening to sound ambience around you and cancelling sort of sounds that you don't want or might be disrupting. Also, heart rate monitoring is completely possible through the ear. So I think we're going to see a lot of development as, uh, with these sort of devices as they become more like computers. So there's going to be a development of different types of applications for them, for example. Yeah, and uh, looking ahead, uh, one topic that is discussed a lot is the spatial audio or, or the sensing of movements uh, that is uh, coming into more devices. What that allows, uh, it allows completely new ways to operate because uh, the headphones will uh, note uh, how you move your head. So, for example, immersive audio becomes completely different. Uh, you can all of a sudden listen to a concert and you, you can hear how the drums are always coming from the same corner, no matter if you turn your head or not. So the experience will be completely different. Also, sensors like uh, gyroscope, which you're kind of referring to to some degree in special audio, is also opening up a lot of possibilities for uh, gesture controls. So you might be opening things by just nodding your head or or doing th- different types of um, movements that might be used as a sort of user interface for different types of solutions. Also, what's kind of um, interesting is that we're still at the stage where a lot of us are, when we go for a run, are probably carrying a phone with us, uh, which is not so convenient since the screens on those phones have become really, really big, just getting bigger and bigger almost the last few years. So I think we're at the point where, where as these sensors are being added and there's computing or processors in these devices themselves, as they are more of a computer, that there's less need to carry the phones around. And going for a run, for example, is completely possible just by having the headphones in your ears and or doing other things as well. Exactly. So basically you will cut your uh, laps with uh, just uh, better earphones. And that's coming a lot with the eSIM, basically the SIM card or the SIM solution that you can have uh, into your uh, earbuds. Uh, and therefore you can stream, you can call, you can uh, get information through the headphones without the phone. What's also interesting is the spatial audio and the movement. For example, you can have a personal trainer that, that sends if you are doing the push-ups all the way down or not, uh, if you're cheating on your, your jumping jacks, etc. And then that can coach according to your performance. So that's just one example of uh, the, the spatial audio, how the services can be coming about. The challenge with these added sensors is that, of course, it's sort of like a make-or-break thing, is the battery life. And I, I think where we are... Right as of today, I think we're moving more and more towards uh, wireless charging, which has existed for a few years, but I think that now we're at the brink of a more of a mainstream adoption. My take on all of this is that within a few years, probably these devices will start charging themselves, so you don't need to specifically charge them in a certain way, at least the bigger devices that they will be able to, able to keep a battery charge within them. So just a more comfortable uh, user experience, uh, not having to worry about the battery time uh, on your headphones or or, uh, smartphone either. And then augmented audio. You mentioned a little bit about uh, active noise cancellation. The interesting thing about augmented audio is that uh, like active noise cancellation in a way is a, is a good um, good example of that when uh, microphones that are listening to your environment are kind of uh, adapting the environment for you to be 
the environment to be more convenient. So canceling on one that sounds, for example. I think that now that these devices are becoming smarter, I think we're going to be seeing applications on, on, on the devices where the devices might be listening to your surrounding and managing your stress levels, for example. Or if you're having trouble hearing somebody speaking at a loud environment, they might be able to pick up a certain audio from a certain person, for example. And also um, other sort of adaptations, I think we're, my guess is that we're going to see a lot of innovation that might be happening initially as sort of toys or, or games. I remember when some of the first app store apps on mobile uh, that were using gyroscope were were dumb little apps where you would maybe do a shotgun sound by shaking your phone or you would uh, put the phone up and and uh, tilt it a little bit and it would make like a beer beer glass type of uh, feature I, I think we might be seeing um, applications or games that kind of have this sort of pokemon go moment for augmented audio as pokemon go had for uh uh, augmented reality. Yeah, so basically le- letting the creativity in gaming, in, in stupid, funny uh, uh, solutions that, that can take us uh, to the next level in terms of how, how the uh, spatial audio, the gyro, the sensors uh, are allowing us to, to read uh, how, how we behave physically. Uh, that's that's uh, definitely interesting. And also with uh, with uh, all the microphones and sensors you, you can also do when you go in abroad for example you, you can have a guide in your ear uh, helping you to get around into a new city or for example if you go to japan and you, you you're not uh, as comfortable with your japanese these days then the headphones can actually help you translate to Japanese in your ears immediately when you speak allow you to conver- have conversations with anyone no matter what so, voice assistant uh, is a topic that has been discussed uh, the, the last few years. Uh, the big dragons of Amazon with Alexa, the Google with Google Assistant, and Apple with Siri has uh, expanded a lot. And uh, a lot of it has been related to speakers, and especially in America, uh, every other ho- household has uh, one of these devices, and they're, they're uh, checking the weather, they're uh, checking the daily schedule, and uh, interacting in a good way. But the shift that all these uh, big dragons were looking at was to move this to the headphones. That development has been slower than most people could anticipate. Uh, and one reason is that uh, there are some technical um, challenges. And one being that the voice assistant haven't really developed uh, or evolved as fast as we believed. Of course, it will be with all these uh, companies uh, focusing on it. But uh, we have another couple of years until it's completely seamless and uh, typical help of the everyday life, uh, which uh, an assistant in your ear can allow. But once it does, it will, it will definitely be something we, we will use on a, on a daily basis instead of picking up your phone and doing the activations which you're currently doing, uh, which is very much screen related. The great thing about these these assistants is that uh, the problems with speech recognition, uh, they're improving so fast that what might have been a problem six months ago might not be a problem anymore. So I think we're going to see a lot of lot of really fast development with them. But the biggest advantage is the, is the freedom that they allow you to have as a user. 
Screens are very demanding uh, in terms of attention when you're using them. Everybody knows that you're not supposed to text and drive, uh, but audio is a perfect way uh, for spontaneous interaction with, with uh, devices or, or your surroundings. So I think voice assistants will be, uh, they already add a layer uh, to the experiences that you're able to have in different environments. But I, I think um, that's the great advantage of, of audio as an interface is the, the freedom that it allows you to have. Basically lifting your head and look up uh, to, to your surroundings rather than down into the screen. So uh, I think that alone is, is a big liberation. What about marketing, Thomas? Do you see any differences in the way we do marketing with uh, these new solutions? I think initially what we're probably going to see uh, when these sort of adaption starts happening is that services that kind of remind you of uh, Google AdWords, that uh, Google AdWords and Google Search is is advertising, but it's also a service or or, uh, it's helpful. And I think we're probably going to see some of these type of applications uh, pop up where you might be getting guidance on your surroundings or, or through shopping or kind of interactions in these spontaneous situations, which uh, doesn't feel like advertising, but in fact is provided by an advertiser. That's really interesting. So, um, and also the, with uh, the geotagging, the understanding of how you move, if you go fast or slow, if you're just uh, walking for a window shopping or if you go into destination, uh, the earbuds will actually know your behaviors and what kind of help and support and services or advertising uh, that uh, is relevant right now. With that, I think uh, new solutions are uh, opening up and uh, we can activate in a different way. I think what the biggest advantage uh, of these devices is that they, these audio devices, that they liberate us from screens. Uh, it's the, we can start focusing again more on people and, and looking each other in the eye rather than staring down at our screens. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's going to be a huge step for, for us in, in terms of how we interact with uh, each other and also with, uh, with smart technology. So that's uh, what we wanted to conclude today and uh, we thanks for the time and uh, we look forward to the years ahead. Thank you. Sound advertising bureau.